welcome to Pink Noise, your source for new music and the stories behind it in the words of the artists themselves. Today we're going to hear from composer and pianist Michael R. Oldham. What I love about Michael's compositions is the way he works with variations on a theme. Themes punctuated by so many individual motifs, then revisited as an oblique variation, as if the living theme is undergoing a rapid metamorphosis. Michael cites surrealism as an influence on his work, and it can sound as if the music is playing tricks on you, as if a pattern of notes could change colors before your eyes. But what first grabbed me about this music was the emotional range and masterful piano playing. Michael told me about some of his early experiences with music and movies, his dreams of Hollywood, and how he uses storytelling and visual art to add layers of depth to his inspired work. My name is Michael R. Oldham. I'm a composer and pianist from Chicago. Music was always playing in the house. My parents aren't musical, really. My dad would play a little guitar, but they would just play their records all the time. And then my dad ended up getting a deal on an old upright player piano when I was really young, just as like a thing to have around the house. And so then I would keep going up to the piano and making up weird little melodies and repeating them and I would memorize them and little things like that and then my dad was like oh do you want to take lessons I was like sure ever since I've just been playing (laughs) my first uh, teacher she was really sweet we started from the Alfred books where there are funny little cartoons on each page and and one was for technique stuff, one was for learning a piece, and then one was for ear training and theory, and so got a really well-rounded introduction to all of it. I even would bring in some of the first pieces I wrote that had both sharps and flats in the key signature and some rhythmic things incorrect. I remember one piece I wrote, I think it was in C major or something, but then I called it Prelude in C minor, because <laughs> I didn't know very much about theory yet, and was just wanting to write down ideas and thought the name sounded cool. I would, with my family, just watch a ton of movies And I was just obsessed with the story and how the music and soundtrack and the score would be able to tell the story. Since then, I just would listen to film scores nonstop. The first one I ever got was Titanic by James Horner, the great James Horner. It was so amazing that you could listen to a piece and at the same time you could be like, oh, this is what's happening in the story or this is what he's trying to convey here. And and so ever since then... I just wanted to write music that could take you on a journey or or like lately I'm even writing little short stories and things to accompany some of my pieces because I want to have the audience feel that same thing that I did when I was growing up and what I still do as I watch movies today and how it can just help you escape and just live in a different moment for a bit. (laughs) 
I went to Berkeley College of Music and studied film scoring and, and traditional composition as a double major. And my goal, like everyone else, I was gonna, I was gonna move out to LA and I was gonna do the film scoring thing and I was gonna, you know, hit it big and I was gonna do all this stuff. So I just packed up my little car with as much as I could with my keyboard and a couple boxes and just stuffed it to the brim. And then I drove from Chicago um, all the way to Los Angeles. I did it in two days, actually, which was probably not very safe. As I was out there, I, I saw a bunch of my friends who were working for other composers or just doing side things. And they weren't super thrilled with what they were doing where they weren't really doing anything for themselves. And that gave me a thought that maybe this isn't the route that I want to take. Like, I don't want to have to climb up some ladder of working for this composer and then working this and then doing this. Or maybe if I never do and I just end up working for another composer for the rest of my life. And so I was like, no, I have too much that I want to write and I have too much that I want to do. So I don't want to stay here and end up working for somebody else and working on projects that I don't want to work on. So there are things I want to write and I want to make sure I have the time to write them and get them out into the world. And so I uh, just came back uh, home and I even stopped at the Grand Canyon on the way home and just looked over it and had a little moment where I was like, okay, I have to write my own stuff and connect with people in Chicago and do all this other stuff and move my life forward in a way that I want to do. I'm thankful that I did have that time out there. Um, It was sobering, I guess is a good word. because a lot of my music is pretty tonal and it's not a lot of extended techniques and it's not really out there. It's more for me about connecting with people and telling stories and I'm influenced a lot by indie music um, and albums and kind of like indie art rock where sometimes it's conceptual but it's very musical, it's thought out and there's still melodies that you can remember and not that I am against any new extended works or new music that really push the boundaries and sounds and all that stuff like I'm definitely intrigued by it and I want to learn more about it and understand it but just the music that I write and I connect with isn't super out there summer I actually worked as a music director on two shows at Second City which is the big comedy mecca of the world slash the Midwest 
which was really fun and a different way to get involved in music and improvising and all that stuff in Chicago. One of the shows I did was based on Ocean's Eleven, and they had to try to go steal all the copies of La La Land from the Chicago Public Library. And so they basically said that I needed to make some kind of heist music underneath this main part of the scene while they're talking about their plans of how to hack into the library. And then one of the characters finds one of their ex-lovers. And so I had to play some dramatic, romantic music. So that was really fun. And then another one was uh, they took a Dave Matthews Band song and did a parody of it. And they called it I'm Too High. So... (laughs) Pretty funny. album's going to be called In Select Theaters, and it's about my love of movies and telling stories that way through film, and a big section of it is actually with silent films. There's a 12-movement piece called Music and GIFs, so I, I had this idea a long time ago to write really short pieces for GIF images that I found online. And one of the themes that I started getting as I kept finding more GIF images that I was liking were that they were all from 1920s era silent films. Also, it didn't hurt that they were all in the public domain, so I didn't have to pay to use them, which is great. Yeah, so then I stuck with that theme, and I I wanted my pieces to be about 30 seconds to a minute or a little over a minute long, just because GIF images are so short that they loop. And then I wanted the music to be concise and get right to the point and tell the story as quickly as possible since the GIF images were just so short and you could understand them and get an emotion or a feel or or a mood from just these really quick little clips. like stories are such an integral part of just who we are as a human race Um, you know no matter where you're from no matter what your culture there are these stories that get passed down and either you know if it's word of mouth or if it's uh, actual storybook or novel stories hold such a, a important aspect of just humanity and how we share things and how we connect and how we understand life. And so I think with that, that's another way I'm trying to get people to connect together and to understand each other and and have some fun or, or you know, have some whimsy or imagination. And just remember that these things exist and how beautiful that can be in, in connecting people together.
Michael's website is worth checking out. All his music is there, and you can read the short stories that correspond to the album Three Vignettes. There are a bunch of great illustrations too. It's michaelroldham.com. Check out these song titles. In this episode, you heard The Apartment from Three Vignettes, Crying in Topanga Canyon and A Solitary Venture on an Accidental Breeze, both from Los Angeles Miseries, The Kiss from the forthcoming album In Select Theaters, and to close out, Secret Volcanic from the album Grand Delusions on a Small Scale. Violin on the Apartment was performed by Lillian Chu. Thank you to Michael R. Oldham for sharing his music, and thank you for listening to Pink Noise. Stay tuned for more episodes.